We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, I don't get it. To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts. Soundington Media! Welcome to another edition of Reaching Out from Reach, a space podcast for kids. Reaching Out gives us the chance to answer space-related questions from kids around the world. This week's question comes from James and Eli in California, who asked one of the biggest questions out there. That's right, Brian. This answer to this question is where it all began. Sure is. Let's have a listen. Hello, my name is James. And my name is Eli. And we're from California. And our question is, what is the Big Bang? You know, Meredith, I've always wondered this myself and want to say thanks to James and Eli for that fantastic question. To get the answer, we reached out to our friends at NASA Space Place and spoke with Dr. Phil Korngut, instrument scientist on NASA's Sphere X mission and research scientist at the Observational Cosmology Laboratory at Caltech. Hello, Dr. Korngut. Thanks so much for joining us on REACH. All right. Well, thanks very much. And indeed, what is the Big Bang is a very big question indeed. Uh, some might even say it's it's among the biggest questions you know we can we can ask. So the Big Bang refers to the moment when our entire universe and all the contents within it exploded out of a single point. So that's a that's a pretty wild concept to wrap our heads around and to start to process that it's useful to to take a step back and kind of get the scale of, of what our universe is, right? So we live on the Earth as our humble home, and it orbits around a pretty typical star, which we call the sun. And that star is one of about 400 billion in our cosmic neighborhood, which we refer to as the Milky Way. That's a galaxy um, that, that we live in. The observable universe has about a trillion galaxies, each of which has hundreds of billions of stars within it. So it's a pretty mind-bogglingly large universe with lots and lots of stuff in it. In order to start to process this, this wild concept, it's useful to go back to the 1920s when uh, this, this was really being formulated. At that pivotal time in uh, physics history, both the observational front and the theoretical front were really making leaps and bounds. So an astronomer by the name of Edwin Hubble was making some measurements in which he sought to measure the velocity, so the speed at which a bunch of different galaxies were moving with respect to the Earth and measure those as a function of how far away they were to the Earth. So uh, by, by doing this, you're, you're measuring kind of the scale of the flow of the universe, the expansion rate of the universe. We can think about this as if uh, in the metaphor where uh, the entire universe is a balloon. And you can imagine taking that balloon and drawing a bunch of dots on it. 
Each dot represents a galaxy in this case, and we live in one of those dots. Now imagine looking out at the other dots on the surface of our balloon as someone blows it up. So the universe expands, and as we're on that dot looking at all the other dots, they're all moving away from us, no matter which direction we, we look in. And so that's, that's pretty wild. That represents the expansion of the universe. So if we take that and then think backwards in time, if every time we look at a dot, it's moving farther and farther away from us, that means when we go further back in time, they were closer and closer together. So if you keep pushing that all the way back and the scale of the universe shrinks as we go earlier and earlier in time, we can posit that at one point they originated from kind of a singularity, this single point where all the stuff in the universe came from a single point. That is a, a very broad concept, and it was being formulated in the 20s, along with the advancements in theoretical physics, which our you know, good pal Albert Einstein had just laid the mathematical framework for using his theory of general relativity. So when we combine that observational evidence and that theoretical framework uh, set forth by Einstein, uh, we come to this kind of big bang theory. But there's downstream predictions from that. We also know a whole bunch of stuff about you know, physics on, on different scales. And we can start to think about, you know, if all of that stuff was in such a dense concentration, then it would have to be a really hot cloud of ionized particles. So it's a, it's a plasma. It would be so hot and dense that, that electrons and protons couldn't even hold together in atoms. And it would be kind of glowing. So we go through this, this calculation of, of what um, what the universe was like at those really early epochs right after the Big Bang. And in the 60s, people began to realize that there were some pretty interesting observational repercussions if that was true, uh, meaning there would be a signal, a faint afterglow that would be present in any direction that we looked. And we gave that the name, the cosmic microwave background. And sure enough, that was detected in the late 60s. And as technology advanced with measurements from crazy places on Earth, like the South Pole and the Atacama Desert, as well as NASA satellites like COBE and WMAP, turns out that that signal is indeed present and agrees remarkably well with the predictions of the Big Bang. So uh, it's a pretty wild thing for us to wrap our minds around. but the evidence really points towards our universe and all the stuff in it about 13.8 billion years ago, originating from a really hot, dense plasma that was just the aftermath of this big bang in which everything we know came into existence. Thanks again for the great question, James and Eli. And thanks once again to Dr. Phil Korngut, instrument scientist at NASA's Sphere-X mission and research scientist at the Observational Cosmology Laboratory at Caltech for sharing your expertise. To learn more about NASA's Sphere-X mission, visit spherex.caltech.edu. Thanks as well to our friends at NASA Space Place for connecting with our listener community on REACH. 
got a question about space? Let us know. Get your parents' permission and give us a call at 312-248-3402. Then leave us a message with your first name, where you're from, and your question for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode. We can also accept your questions via email. Just send us your first name, where you're from, and what question you'd like answered to reachthepodcast at gmail.com. That's it for this week on Reaching Out. We're your hosts, Brian Holden and Meredith Stepien. Reach is produced by Nate DeFort and Sandy Marshall and edited by Nate DeFort. Our theme song and additional music was composed by Jesse Case. And our logo was created by Stephen Lyons. Reach is a production of Soundsington Media, committed to making quality programming for young audiences and the young at heart. For more information on our shows and the people behind them, go to soundsingtonmedia.com. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.